Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Beardon Bears fans, another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast coming your way. Pat the designer, Lance Briggs in the building. Bears football is officially back and we got a jam-packed show for you. Got to talk about what we saw from Justin Fields in that offense. The defense making some noise, Lance. A lot of sacks coming our way. I got an interesting stat for you on that. Get you a little excited about that one. Uh, We got to talk about uh, unfortunately, the conversations here, Valus Jones, is he on your hot seat yet, Lance? We'll talk about that. And finally, what are we getting from these joint practices? Are you getting more from the practice than you are from the game? We'll talk with Lance Briggs, get that inside player insight, all that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Stop playing with us. Bears football is back. I need a bear down in the comments right now from everybody watching this video. Lance, what's going on, brother? I'm hype right now. Can you feel? <clears throat> I, listen, uh, there's a lot of energy that I can feel <laughs> through this computer right now. All right. And it's all coming from your side. All right. It's all coming from your side. <laughs> hey, wait, just, just, just wait, Lance. When you when you see me in person, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to be very, very much. Well, as long as we win it, a lot of energy. Right. Right. A lot of chest bumping. A lot of chest bumping is what you're saying. Hey, that's I, I, okay. That's okay. I'm down for a good chest bump every now and then. See you in the studio. High five, chest bump. Have you mm-hmm. got? I see you still doing the jump bump. Are you doing that one where you like do the jump up as you go into it? Absolutely. Hey, you know okay. what I mean? As, as, you know, listen, uh, you know, Lord willing, as long as you can do it, as I say, do it. You know, and, and, and there comes a point where you're not going to be, I'm not going to be able to get off the air, get out, get into the air, you know, and get off the ground. So, you know, while we can, <laughs> Let's do. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's jump into this first quarter, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love, Lance. First quarter. We saw the offense cook, but realistically, we're really talking about basically three really good plays. Mm-hmm. But it could be worse. You could have had the latter, right? It could have been Russell Wilson <laughs> out in Denver playing into the second quarter, struggling against the twos and threes, trying to figure out what the heck's going on here. Uh, what'd you see from that first team offense that got you excited? And it, it, I mean, at the end of the day, is this, yeah. this this Bears team is I'm seeing them move in the right direction or it's yeah. preseason, everybody pumped the brakes? Well, it, it's it's preseason. It's a, it's a glorified practice. You know, um, you know that you, what you want, you want to see things be effective. You want to have to see if you can have an effective run game, if you can have an effective pass game. You want to see where your players are when you get to scrimmage against and, um, uh, 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 an opponent, you know, rather than scrimmaging against yourselves. So, you know, with that being said, um, you know, the things that I or the, the two things that I really took from the game is, you know, they, you know, uh, um, just feels was he escaped uh, uh, kind of a gloomy moment yeah. and it ended up turning into an, in, uh, a touchdown. You know, he got into uh, Herbert's hands and Herbert turned into a touchdown. He got the ball into DJ Moore's hands and it turned into a touchdown. These are things that you want to uh, carry over into the season. You want him when that ball releases from his hands and it gets into uh, his, his ball carrier's hands, whether it be DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert, whomever, um, you want them to turn those those uh, receptions into touchdowns, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, and 
I, it felt to me like this was an offense that had finally more than one weapon. Now, granted, right? I know everybody's sitting there. Oh, they did this against the backups. This is this is not what it's going to be during it. Blah, blah, blah. First off, to all the haters, shut up. Uh, it, it's preseason week one. We can be excited if we want to. Second off, uh, I, I think that realistically, though, the things that we saw in that game translate to the regular season. It's not just always versus the backups, right? You saw pressure come off that right side. Justin Fields last season probably tucks and runs that. Mm-hmm. Instead, yeah. we see him go to that check down, which we've seen him do a lot during training camp, and he gets the ball downfield and is able to make a play. I think that those are two things that we can take away from those plays that yeah. actually is something that's exciting. I think it's also important to know that, that listen, we, we don't have to hit home runs. You don't have to hit home runs. You have playmakers. You can check the ball, day, manage, be a game manager, keep your defense off the field as long as you possibly can. Run the ball. Yeah. You know, run the ball, run the clock, wear them out, let our defense come in, you know, uh, take the ball away quick, score, and and put points on the board offensively. So it's there's a there's a method to to the madness. And I think um, um, with with the this new offensive line and the weapons that we have, there's a lot of different ways that we can attack. Our, our opponents. Hey, hey, Darnell Rice, a big boy out there running out there on the right side. I ain't gonna lie. I saw him drop that shoulder. I was like, that seems terrifying coming at you full yeah. speed, man. But yes. let, me, let me ask you this from a defensive perspective, right? What does it do when you see two of those underneath routes go for as long as we saw them go? As a defender, right, what does that do to your mindset? Because now you're like, okay, now we got to start playing up but we also got to worry about DJ Moore going over the top. Well, number one, you got to, you, it's, it's, it's a team effort. You know, um, you, you get routes that are, that are close to the line of scrimmage or, or not far off the line of scrimmage. And those routes turn into touchdowns. Where's the effort? You know, where, where are the, the 11 hats that are supposed to be running to the ball? Yeah. You know, what, what's happening is that ball's being thrown. And if you're not, you know, within 10 to 15 yards from the play, you're turning and watching when you're supposed to be turning and running. So, yeah. it, it, you know, it, those type of plays shouldn't go for, for, you know, 30, 40, 50 yard touchdowns at all. They should be run down. You should be, if, if everybody's hustling, you should at least be able to get them down to make another play. Yeah. Is, is it, how do you bounce back from that? Right. Because to me, I think that that's such an asset that the bears are going to have this season. There's going to be teams we're going to play where you're going to be able to kill them with the underneath because of DJ Moore's speed, because of uh, uh, Khalil Herbert's speed, even as some of those underneath stuff. Uh, Tyler Scott is a guy as well. And I think for the offense, that's going to be such an asset because mm-hmm. we know what Justin wants to do. He wants to throw the deep ball, but you got to lull that defense in and make mm-hmm. him say, hey, we got to stop him at the line of scrimmage. Well, you got that. Plus, you when you have um, other threats, you know, you yeah. – if you can't just focus on DJ Moore, if if you have to put your your focus on Tunyon or on Komet or on any of the of your, of your other uh, receivers on Mooney, you know somebody's going to free up. That's yeah. going to lead a one on one. You're going to get your 50-50 ball, you know, and 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 Justin's going to say, "Listen, I'll bet on my guy all day." You know, I like I like this one on one. I like this matchup, and I got it. You know, or I get this matchup with DJ Moore. I want this is the matchup I wanted. I got it. We're going deep. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's one of those. Where even Matt Eberflus talked about this before this first preseason game. He said they asked him what is what is running that twelve personnel do for you, and he said, "Listen, mismatches everywhere. 
Like you, you don't have enough people on the field. And the funniest thing to me is now, right? Like seeing DJ Moore's speed in that first game. We, I've, I've had a chance to see it in person at training camp. I don't think there's many DBs that are going to be able to stand in front of him and keep him from getting to where he wants to go. So you have to contest with that. You also have to contest on the other side with Chase Claypool's size and speed. You got to contest underneath with Darnell Moody's route running. Now you got Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. I think the Bears are going to be able to put mismatches all over this field. Luke Getzey should be able to have a field day. Yeah, I mean, if you listen, if we they do their homework, they're professionals, so they should be on top of <clears throat> they should be on top of whomever they're going to face ahead of time. Listen, we're going against this linebacker or this this safety or yeah. or whomever this personnel. This is who we are going to uh, to to highlight. You know, this is who we're going to expose. You know, it's all about it's all about matchups. It's all about who can you expose. You're yeah. doing the same thing defensively. You're going to find out who they're who their weakest link is on the offensive line. Well, we're going to find out who their weakest link in their in their uh, defensive uh, backfield, and we're going to expose them. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to motion guys over. We're going to motion this, and we're going to see if they're going to bump. If they don't bump, if they lock, we know they're in man. Now we know we have exactly what we want. We're going to take advantage of it. And like I said before, oh, that's the matchup I wanted. Here we go. Yeah. Football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm waiting for, man. I, I'm hoping to see more tour f- from the Colts, right? Because it was it was funny because I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to see. Get them in there, make a couple of plays, get them out of there. It just happened to go mm-hmm. for two touchdowns. But it was also like I was sitting there like, man, I really wanted to see him throw a ball downfield. Like I want to see if that DJ Moore connection was was legit that we've been seeing in training camp. So I think there's still more to see heading into the Colts. I do want to get your thoughts as we head into the second quarter. Second quarter. On the defense, Lance, second quarter is brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana. See Black Veil Bridges and VV on September 28th at Hard Rock Live. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Lance, yep. the defense looked good. The mm-hmm. de- and, and without a lot of names out there, uh, I mean, the Bears had a lot of guys not dress in whole. Lucas Patrick didn't dress. Nate Davis, Demarcus Walker, Tremaine Evans, Dante Pettis, Mercedes Lewis, Yannick Ngakwe, Jaquan Brisker. But it did not stop uh, uh, the team from from doing what they did. And especially on the defensive side, missing two of your pass rushes. I don't know if I said, I say Demarcus Walker in there. Demarcus Walker. I yes, you did. Uh, uh, um, without two of your main pass rushes that you brought in, the Bears end up getting eight sacks. From yep. I believe six different players. What'd you see from the defense that you liked in this game? Well, um, eight different sacks, eight sacks from from six different players is pretty special. Um, and, and it doesn't matter what unit you're talking about, you know, or, or in preseason. The best thing about it is this is preseason, so it's vanilla. You know, you're you're lining up. You know, you're lining up your best four against their best five, you know, and so you're you're finding your one-on-ones. And it, it, to me, it says that, that we're winning our one-on-ones. And uh, and that, that also uh, is a credit to coaching. You know, it's a big credit to the coaches that are putting these, that are, that are, that are putting it, instilling these fundamentals in these defensive linemen when you have an opportunity, when we like to call it bone-on-bone, bone. when you have that opportunity, you get your one-on-one, you win them. So yeah. the eight sacks speaks to, speaks to that, Plus, we're missing two of our better, uh, two two of our our stout bass rushers as well. Add them to the to the to the mix. You're talking maybe 10, 11. That that speaks well for for uh, this upcoming season. I like it, that. 
It's it's interesting because uh, I believe Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic tweeted this out. Last time the Chicago Bears had eight sacks in a preseason game was in 2018. That is the season that they went 12 and four. And in the, at that time, the parallel that you can draw there is we didn't have Khalil Mack at that point. Remember, Mack was in a holdout process trying to get the trade done. He didn't show up here until week one versus Green Bay. I remember. Oh, by the way, we play Green Bay week one yet yep. again. I'm just saying there's some parallels here. No Yannick and Gakwe. Listen, listen, don't get too carried away. No, don't too much. Too Did too I read too much away. into right. that? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I had my pocket protector on my left the whole hey, time. Hey. Same time in 2018. No, you got to listen. We Listen, it's it, there's just good, positive things. You know, there's things to be happy about and to be hopeful. We're all hopeful that the Bears are going to be successful this year. <laughs> don't, you, don't, don't you take this away from me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> No, for sure, though. I'm not going to lie to you. It's one of those things where when you start seeing those tweets on the Internet, you know, the vibes are good around the team right now. But it was it was just it was so funny to me that, you know, we we saw this and we played the Packers week one. I thought that that was some interesting parallels. But looking at this defensive side of the football, I will say this seeing names of guys who I mean, listen, Travis Gibson was somebody who I think fell out of favor with uh, uh, the Bears coaching staff, especially in a contract year, they end up putting him on the second team, right? He comes out and has a game, five total tackles, three solo, two assisted, a sack there, tackle for loss as well. When you see a guy do something like that, even though it's with the seconds, in, in your mind, what do you think that does for him as far as stock on this team? Because it felt like Travis Gibson might be somebody that the Bears, I don't know if they were out on him completely, but they were like, yeah, we're we're not going to give you as much responsibility, especially with Yannick Ngakwe being here. Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing that it does. It, um, it, it raises your stock. You know, it certainly raises your stock a bit. You know, it tells you tells the staff and the and and the uh, the coaches that you want to you're fighting for you're fighting for this position. You're not gonna you're not you're you're not giving up. You're not giving in. You're fighting for it, and that's a good sign. Um, I'm not sure the situation, you know, and or why he was he's been uh, moved to the to the twos. Yeah. Um, you know, he was one of the 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 names that were mentioned last year as as one of the guys that that the main help help push this defense to the next level. So it's a little disappointing knowing that he's moving, he's, he's getting reps with the twos. However, you, you, what's happening today, you know, like today you're, you, you line up as one of the two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out here uh, against the Tennessee Titans and play my ass off, you know, and that's what he did. You know, I'll let the chips fall where they may. And when the coaches, if they if they want if they want to, to move me up, they want to keep whatever it is, I'll continue to do exactly what I did against the Titans. And I think he's still going to have a ton of opportunity here, right? Because of how Flus wants to run this. Flus is putting hockey lineups in on these defensive lines. He's like, all right, y'all five in. All right, come on out. Yeah. Come on, are y'all four yeah, in? Yeah, all right, yeah. let's run it back. We're going to keep this fresh. And I, I think that that's the part that got me excited. The part that got me excited, not seeing Yannick Ngakwe, not seeing Demarcus Walker, because we know that those are your number ones. What do your number twos look like? We felt like we didn't have a ton of depth on his defensive line before having Yannick Ngakwe. Now I look at it, Zach Pickens has himself a day. 
yeah. uh, uh, um, being able to cause some havoc. Wanted to see a little bit more out of Javon Dexter, but Zach Pickens to me really stood out. I mean, two yeah. two solo tackles, two assists, a sack for him as well. He got in on the party. I think that now you start to feel a little bit better about the depth of this defensive line heading into this second week versus the Colts and heading closer towards the season. It's only one game. You know, it's one game. Um, um, we saw something. We saw some flashes. We saw some promise. We saw some things that we really like. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next game and seeing yeah. if we can see some flashes from some of the other guys and continue to see the same flashes from these guys. Consistency, you know, if you can get guys that can that can that can turn that flash into consistency, you know, then you become one of the core players of that defense, and that's what we're trying to figure out: who are the core players outside of the guys that we already know. You know, who's going to yeah. become that core? Um, who's the, whose name are, are we going to call each week? Are we going to call each game? Whose name are we going to call when that first kickoff comes and, and our defense runs out and we say, man, I can't wait for this guy, you know, to spark the team. Uh, so, well, you know, that's, that's a, it, it, like I said, it's, it's one game into the preseason. And as excited as we are, we're <laughs> like that. You got to be like that old, that old Heinz ketchup bottle. All right, when you had to get it upside down, you had to wait. Listen, good <laughs> things come to those that wait, okay? <laughs> did you just pull out a, a early 90s Heinz ketchup ad right I there? I sure dog? did. I sure did. <laughs> did you just bring that out of nowhere? You can't go in with the knife. You're saying don't go in with the knife. Just let it happen. No, no. Man, yeah. Just give it a little. <laughs> That's how you do yeah. it with the Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Lance, from a linebacker perspective, right? We've heard all training camp and seen all training camp that Noah Sewell has really played well in camp. He's 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 been flying around. He's had the opportunity due to Jack Sanborn being injured. Sanborn is now back, but it did not stop Noah Sewell from going out there and having himself a day. Uh, four total tackles for him uh, came away with a sack as well. Two solos, one assist. Uh, I'm sorry, three solos, one assisted. When you see that, when you see that continued, no matter where I'm at, I'm going to go out and make a play. Does that make you feel as if there could be a threat for Jack Sanborn being the number one guy uh, um, as, as the third linebacker on this team? Or does it make you feel like, like you've been saying the entire time, right? It's preseason. It's one game. If he continues to show this, maybe, but you're not there yet. No, there's there's always a threat. You know, there's, there's mm. always a threat of somebody that wants to take your position or somebody that 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 wants it. You know, and is going to push you. Um, they're only going to make each other better. I'll say that much. In the in the in the end, they're only going to make each other better. You know, just know that that um, the competition the competition for that 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 starting job doesn't have to mean that that we were enemies. You know, within right. within this confines, it's just a it's just it is may the best man win. That's all it is. Uh, and yeah, no, what you do, like you, you can only control what you control. So the plays that Sewell's out there, he, he, he has control of how he plays and, and he's playing at a high level. Now, Sam Bourne's doing the same thing. You know, when Sam Bourne had an opportunity last year, what he could control was his attitude, his effort in the way, and he was a dog on every one of those plays, whether he made, whether he, whether he made the player, he didn't. So you know, they're both uh, making an argument for themselves uh, to to be that guy. And, and, and I'm sure I'm sure Sam Bourne watching uh, Sewell from the sideline 
uh, is thinking to himself, I need to, I got to get this thing sped up. I can't, I can't wait any longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, need no, to, facts. I need to be on the field to compete. Yeah, and he get, he was able to get out there as well. Yeah. It's just one of those things where in training camp, right, like when you miss as much time as he did, you saw Noah Sewell fit in perfect. I would think that in the mind of a coach, he's got to look at that and say, listen, we love Jack, but Noah's clicking really well with Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards out there. Now, again, mm -hmm. Tremaine Edmonds did not suit up for this game, but in, in my mind, right, that's where your coach starts to go, hey, listen, like, I, I love that we have the depth here but I have to put the best guy ahead who's the best guy. And for me right now, I don't think that Jack Sanborn is leaps and bounds ahead of Noah Sewell. I do think that the veteran experience is going to help him. The veteran experience is, is one thing that's going to keep him there, and he's a good player when he is in there. But I think that Noah Sewell might be right on his heels trying to, trying to get that job. All right, what has? Let me ask you this question. What has Noah Sewell done in the NFL? Nothing yet. Well, okay. now, no, now no, the preseason no. game, but nothing no, yet. <laughs> nothing. He's done nothing. He's yeah. done nothing. And I'm, it's not taking things from Mr. Sewell. You know, I have seen Jack Sanborn over a complete football season mm -hmm. consistently do what we needed him to do. He go above and beyond, hustle to the ball, effort, make plays. He was impressive. Yeah. Okay. So before you want to, before we want to hand the hand the reins over to the youngster. You know, just let's just remember, you know, he hasn't put together a, an NFL season yet. You know, we know we know what we got out of Sanborn. 100 percent. We have an idea. You know, we may maybe maybe, you know, what what Sewell's done in college and in this preseason game and in training camp. Now, if he continues to be consistent and make those plays and fit in well, it's going to be, you know, you might get a shot. You're probably going to get a shot. Yeah. But let's. Let's let's temper this thing a little bit. <laughs> Lance not coming in. He, he's like he like. Hey, listen, good game. Do it again. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Good game. Do it again. Uh, mm -hmm. As we get into the halftime segment here, let's keep this thing moving along. Halftime, the time we can talk about anything. And my God, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Lance Briggs. Lance. Is James Harden showing up in a fat suit back in Philly? What's going on? <laughs> What's about to happen? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's. I feel like I feel like it's it's like uh, days of our lives back in the day. You know what I mean? It's just to a little drama and and I'll never play for this guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, Whatever, man. I'm, uh, hey, it, it, it's one of the. I'll never play for this guy. All right, ain't nobody finna give you this money. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we can make up. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm. I'm. A, who wrote that? Ball? Who wrote the uh, the the book? Just, just give me the damn ball. You know, what I mean, like that's that's the that's the mentality. Like, let's just let's play some basketball. Let's go play some football. Let's go play some baseball. Yeah. Let's get out on the course and go play some golf. Yeah. You know, don't worry about the little stuff. Hey, but Daryl Moore is a liar. You can't you can't play for liars, right, Lance? Like you you never want to play for somebody that lies no. to you. Come on. <laughs> Don't make that face. Come on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on from that. Yeah. So <laughs> the fat suit making a comeback is what you're saying. Be in that in training camp, fully clothed. That was the wildest thing ever, bro. When James Harden just showed up like 70 pounds, it was like, bro. Magic City Wings can't do that to you. It's impossible. <laughs> like, they good, but you can't eat that many of them. Uh, something else that I thought would be good for the halftime segment, mm -hmm. Lance. The hometown heroes, a Chicago Bears discussion of people who play for the team now that grew up rooting basically 
for you guys because I mean, I think they all are younger than me, which is crazy to say. Uh, except Tanya. Tanya is older than me. But okay. somebody gave you uh, uh, this team a very special shout out and somebody in particular on this panel a very special shout out. Let's listen to what TJ Edwards had to say about our own Lance Briggs. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone would be lying if they didn't say Devin Hester, but, you know, uh, had the jersey and all that. Um, but Briggs, to me, like, growing up was like the, you know, he was like the the rock. So he was like the guy that, that I really looked at. Him and uh, Mike Brown, I thought, were, were nasty back in the day. You were still beloved yeah. by these young men. Look at that smile on Lance's yeah. face. The rock. Lance Briggs was the rock to TJ Edwards. Mm-hmm. When you hear that, when you hear these these younger guys coming up who playing you playing your position right, that looked yeah. up to you and have taken things from your game and adapted that. What does what does that make you feel when you hear that that your name is still being t- echoed in those halls? It feels good. It feels good, uh, especially from a guy that's playing the same position that I played. You know, um, uh, you know it, the 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 fandom you know gets echoed. You know, so. You know, the fact that he's playing the weak side backer position and I was one of the guys that uh, he, you know, he really looked up to. Um, um, it's, it, I guess it's it's special, man. And, you know, it's one of those things that kind of hits the heart, touches the heart a bit. So um, I'll be I'll certainly rooting for him as well as everybody else. But uh, but it's pretty awesome that uh, he's from he's from Illinois. You know, he's playing for the Bears yeah. and a former bear, you know, like myself is one of his favorite players or was. If you could give him one bit of advice heading into the season about being dominant in this defense, what would that be? Take the ball away and score on defense. I Take saw that. I ain't, ain't going to lie to you. We got to pull that clip and put that on here. When you got that pick six, right? Uh-huh. That, that little move you put on coming through the line, but that, whoop, right there, that, that was clean. That was clean. A little takeaway on that one. I'm just letting you know that, listen, I'm not new to this. Okay. I'm true to this. <laughs> I was, I was at, that's what that move was. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's keep the show going here, man. Hey, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave a five-star review. You're not getting this content anywhere else. And we've got so much content coming, Lance. I don't know if you got a chance to listen in to the uh, coverage of this game over on ESPN 1000 on Sunday, but it was covered for eight hours of football. We got to hear from George McCaskey. We got to hear from Ryan, uh, uh, from Matt Eberflus. Got an eight-minute interview with Jason McKee and Justin Fields. So make sure that you guys are tuning in to ESPN 1000 for the coverage of the game. No disrespect to anybody, mm. but the one thing that I do is, I'm not going to lie, I, I like how Joniak calls the game. I love how Adam Amin calls the game as well, but I like to mute the TV and sync it up with the radio. I'm that guy. You know what I mean? So that you get the good call. You get that great call of Joni. It's just he's the voice of the Bears, man. You got to You got to do it. You got to do it. He's definitely the voice of the Bears. Uh, Let's keep this thing moving along, no man. Third quarter is here. Third quarter. Bayless Jones has muffed another punt. I get it. It's preseason. It's not that important. It doesn't hurt us in the long run. But this is something that doesn't help you. It, it, it was something that was a theme of this team last season. And it seems like he hasn't learned from what happened last season. Matt Eberflus tried to shoot him some bail with how, you know, how it, uh, uh, the, the Titans punter is a great punter and it took a weird bounce. And But when you hear all of that at the end of the day, 
I got to ask you, do you feel like Bayless Jones time in Chicago might be coming? <clears throat> might be. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, the, you know, when you get into those special teams and you work, you, you work your tail off you offensively and defensively, you know, if things don't work out, you know, offensively and we have to punt that ball, but, uh, um, uh, and defensively, you know, we work your tail off when we get off the field. Um, those plays are too important. They're too important to to uh, to risk to have somebody that's high risk that may, may give the ball back. Yeah, and so <clears throat> and so, like I, you know, I don't know if he hurt himself, but he certainly didn't help himself. That yeah. I do know. That I do know. Now, I I would assume that in the preseason they want to see him back there as many times as possible to see if that was a real, was that a slight fluke? Or if this happens again, we know that this is exactly who we thought he is. It just feels, it, it sucks to say, because I, I, I've been on here saying that it, the entire time, right? I haven't been the biggest supporter of Valus Jones being on his team because of his age. You need to see production from him now. But I have given him credit. He's cooked in training camp. He's been an asset. He's looked really good. But I'm sure that you've seen this a ton throughout your, your long career. There's some guys that look great in practice, and when the lights come on, they're not that same guy. They and scatter like cockroaches, huh? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> that one caught me off guard, Lance. <laughs> a smile and a spin in the chair. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. In, 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 if you want to use that analogy, yes. Like, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, it, it sucks to say because it's like, you know that, to me, if he doesn't get it done here because of how old he was when he came into the league, he's probably not going to get a huge opportunity from somewhere else. So I wanted him to be able to come out and succeed. But how old is he? If, if, if he I think Bayless Jones is about to be 27 years old. That's not old. That is as, not old. As a that's second year player in the NFL? That's not he's he's not old. I mean I was just saying, like we he's 27 is not old. I'm not saying it's old, but but it's not good when you're 27 as a second year player and you and you keep fumbling the football. <laughs> right, but well, we can't. That's not. I mean, any the age is not a. It, it, it's that's not 26. Just, 26. Yeah. He's tw he's 26. Yeah, he's 26. The man is 20. He's young. He is young. He's a young man. He is a young man. Now he shouldn't be dropping punts. You shouldn't be dropping punts. Period. I don't care what age you are. Right. You don't <laughs> drop punts. You know, punt, you drop punt is going to get you cut, all right? But, you know, I'm sure that that they're going to put him back. They need to test him as much as possible yeah. because if they if they continue to see a chink in his chain, he got he has to go. I don't yeah. care what he who he's cooking on on training camp practices. Yeah, you know what I mean. The only cooking you need to do is on a Traeger grill if you're dropping punts. Period. <laughs> But he's not old. Remember that. But he's not old. He's not. Come on. I'm thinking. I'm like, he must be 32. Hey, Len, he, he, he is a second-year player at 26. That's, that's little, it's old for where you want him to be when he would be coming up for a second contract. 26 is old to be in high school or college. All right? You know what I mean? A little old to be in college at this point. But you're no. a young, that's young. 26? Shoot. You got a lot to do. 
Yeah, a lot I mean, of doing this work. What, what was he? He was a third round pick. So he'd be getting his second contract when he's 28, 29, somewhere in there. Yeah. We'll see, man. I I hope that he's, he's a receiver. Get... He's a receiver type. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, I mean, obviously, and a special teamer. So those guys, those guys can last a lot longer than others because they don't, they don't have the wear and tear. They don't break down. They, they're not True. in the trenches. True. So, you know, it's one of those things too where, you know, um, he could he could as a receiver, you know, be a bit be beneficial to a team as a as a kick returner, uh, yeah. gunner, you know, he's beneficial. He's got value because of how many different ways you can use him. Now, here's the one bit of bill that I will absolutely shoot Valus Jones, which I'm not reporting anything on none of this, but it, it, it's weird to me because I like to see people when we draft them, we utilize them for what they did. Bayless Jones never returned punts. High school, I think at high school he did, but in college and his entire time, he never returned punts. He got to the NFL and we were like, you're our punt returner, not our kick returner. <coughs> that to me probably puts him a little bit behind the eight ball. I'm still not saying that he he uh, 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 should be fumbling or none of that, but it's one of those things where if you're not used to that and you don't have a lifetime of being used to that, it's probably a tough thing to adjust to. <sighs> no, nah, you're not shooting no bail on that one? You know? <laughs> um, I, I want to... I, I, I plead the fifth, man. I plead the fifth. Listen, I, I just... Stop I love the, I lo- yeah, like I love the game... I love playing football so much, you know, that if I were a kick returner and I had an opportunity professionally to be a punt returner, yeah. you, 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 you better bet I'm going to catch every dog on punt. But, you know, that's coming my way because I know that, that the securing this punt, securing this football is more important than anything. Yeah. You know, so the first thing I need to do is secure this punt. And then I'm going to get loose. You know what I mean? I'm going to get into my Devin Hester mode. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's I just yeah, I just can't see I can't see myself being being able to use any kind of crutch yeah. uh when it comes to oh, oh, hey, we're gonna need you as a as a uh, punt returner in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Like it's you know, uh, oh coach, I never did that. No, no, coach, I can do that too. Yeah. You know, you gotta figure I can it out. Do that. Yeah. Oh well, That's hey. you need me. I, I tried, Valus. I tried to shoot you some. Lance said, I can't shoot you no bell. You got to stay in there. Uh, <laughs> let's finish Let's finish this one out as we head into the fourth quarter here. Appreciate you guys for showing love. We also do want to let you guys know that for the next preseason game versus the Colts, we will be having Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles in the third quarter of the broadcast live in the radio booth. So make sure that you tune in with us on that. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer will be reporting on that as well. Uh, so, I mean, you, you get nothing but but football knowledge in that room right there. Joniak, Thayer, Poles, and Warren. I, tune in. Make sure you guys are staying around for that one. Uh, we also, as we head into this fourth quarter. Fourth quarter joint practice this week, Lance. And I have a question for you because I believe Jason McKee was telling me this. Definitely a former player, but I believe it was Jason. He said that a lot of times you can get more from the joint practices than you do from the preseason games because you're getting to see more. You're getting to do more with the ones versus theirs. You're game planning against them. What are you gaining from these joint practices? Uh, well, number one, it's a it's a different 
you know, your, 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 your one-on-ones, I've, I've, the first thing I want to think of is the one-on-ones, you know, you're getting, um, you're getting reps against, you know, an, uh, an opponent's best. So I, you know, when I, when I think about this, I think about when we had joint practices with the St. Louis Rams at the time, you know, this St. Louis Rams team was there, they were three years out of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so they were well, well versed in everything that they do. You know, you have Isaac Bruce, you have Tory Holt, you have Marshall Falk in here, and um, and you get a chance not only to see how they do things, you know, but you also I get I got to line up and cover Marshall Falk in one on ones versus the running backs. You know, I and I learned a lot. I learned that I did, probably did, shouldn't be covering Mar- Marshall Falk. Did you Did yeah. you win that one, Lance? Did you win that matchup? Marshall ran ran an un. <laughs> An unrunnable route, man. It was like, what? What? Where do they run this at, man? Come on, right. an unrunnable <laughs> route. That's what he yeah. you, It was a crazy route. So, <laughs> the route was so crazy that when it was over, I I went to my coach. I'm like, Phew. he said he tapped me on something. He was like, don't worry, you will never see that route right there in the end. <laughs> You'll never see that route, and I'm not even going to coach you on it. <laughs> like coach come on man that was like a a, a a quadruple move route you know what i mean receivers don't even get that <laughs> marshall marshall wanted to welcome you to the league that's what that was so, yeah but yeah that's what i'm guessing you want to make, try to make me look like a fool but i'm like come on you know quarterback doesn't have that much time to be honest and not I'm, with I'm y'all like, defensive line right. you didn't do you feel like you get more from these practices than you do from the preseason game itself because you get more opportunity to go up against those guys? Yeah, and there's a pride thing too. You know, I mean, you 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 know, we're we're wearing this this uh the C on our helmet. They're 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 the uh the Rams or or for the Bears now, it's with the with the Colts. You know, there's a sense of pride in those reps too. You know, if you're getting one-on-ones, you know, offensive line, offensive defensive line um it's it's you know every time the bears win you know they're 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 uh they're tapping each other up every time the colts win it's so there's there's some added you know emotion to the practice as well which is good which is good but it's also the same time it's controlled and you don't have the crowd you don't have to worry about it being you know one of those those uh uh uh, pressure cooker moments of of a game so you get coaching points immediately your coaches are right there to correct everything that you guys are doing What's the most intense joint practice you had? Is it that Rams one, or did y'all have one where it was like, "Hey, bro, like y'all really trying to go at us right now? We not playing." No, we. I well, it was kind of the other way around because we were the young team, and the Rams. It was them saying that about us, like, "Oh, <laughs> these youngsters, they're a young team. They're just gonna these suckers are gonna go hard. You know, they're gonna try to <laughs> something every play." We're cups. We were at the Super Bowl three years ago, man. Like, yeah. you know, ease up, youngster, easy up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why Marshall ran that route on you. You you came through hitting people. He was like, hey man, you gotta relax, bro. <laughs> yeah, but see, now you gotta remember this too. So I'm in full pads. Marshall is in uh, a jersey with five pads. Okay. <laughs> now uh we're we're running, we're in team, we're in full world, we're on full pads, but Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce are in thigh pad of jersey with a helmet. You know, it's it's like they they forced they forced a, a two hand touch yeah. on themselves, but everybody else is live. You know, now you got to you know these guys were very well decorated, and they you know I'm not saying they didn't deserve that that kind of treatment, but they made sure that they were treated that way. 
Was it was they a little worried about, about getting hit out there? Is that, that what we saying? They was a little oh, they, worried about that boom coming from that Bears defense? Oh, they were gonna make sure that there was not gonna be any contact whatsoever. <laughs> they was giving them quarterback treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all didn't even have that back then. They just didn't quarterback. And I'm listen, I'm a, I, I think this is my second year, I think, in the league. I, yeah. I'm sure it was. It was Lovey's first year. And you know. I'm more worried about getting yelled at, you know, by my coach every from my alignments, and because this is year one, and you know everything is 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 semi micromanaged, and yeah. and then I get out, and then I get out, and I get that Marshall Falk route, you know, and I'm like, here we go, <laughs> here we go, boy. You know, this has been a day I can't get right, and then we get this route. <laughs> I love that the coach is just like, I ain't even going to coach you on that. You'll never, Bridge, you will never see that route again. <laughs> I love that. I really do. Because it's just like, it's like, no, don't be trying to make me look bad out here in front of my coaches, man. Come on, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. Better, Marshall. Do better. Hall of Fame. Yeah. You can't stop it. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm, if you could take one thing away from a joint practice, right? Because we're all looking for that, that nuance. But what was the one thing that you guys wanted to take away when you left the joint practice that you want to see this Bears team take away from this Colts practice? Uh, camaraderie. You know, we, uh, I felt like we became closer, you know, because we always rallied around each other you know there was uh you, you have this this uh your antennas are up you know mm. so as soon as you hear some sort of scuffling anything like that you're headed over to to protect your brothers yeah you know and uh, i remember i remember in our, one of our joint practices obviously there was there's always going to be some sort of scuffle of course you know of scuffle, but ours you know ours didn't didn't get taken to that level you know it was you know it was handled respectfully yeah. and when we were together as a group you know, that was one of the first times that we were all able to hear, you know, uh, Tommy Harris sing. You know, he got in front of our group. He got in front of our group, man. The guy's got pipes, yeah. man, you know, and, and uh, um, in front of our group, man. And, and, and as intense as we might have been, you know, um, for those practices, it, it, it really relaxed us and, and sang in together, gave him a backup. And like I said, uh, for us, we, we, we bonded, you know, we bonded a lot closer because we had to rely on us on a, in a practice field where we were sharing another team. What, what was the song? What was the song that got put out there at the time? Oh, I don't song? remember. Was this, uh, the, I don't was remember. he taking it remember. back with Temptations, an old school joint, or was it a modern day like Beyonce at that time? <laughs> nah, you know what? Uh, you know, he grew up, he, he, he uh, um, uh, uh, pastor's son. But I don't really know. You know, I don't remember. But 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 I do know that uh, he sang it well, whatever he sang. Hey, we're going to have to get him in the booth and see this. Now we got to We got to see this one. I want to hear Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Tommy belted out out there, man. I need you on backup, though. You said you joined in. You said you had the backup right there. I need Lance on backup with that. I was in the backup uh, choir. The back of the right? backup. The, you was in the, the back of the yeah. back. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> choir of us voices. Yes. <laughs> you were you you were the Hummer. You were the Hummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Not the hand. Oh, Lester caught the Holy Ghost on the pod. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll keep you covered the entire time as we continue to watch what this Bears team is going to have for us moving forward. As we head toward the season, we've got nothing but nonstop coverage here over at ESPN Chicago. So we appreciate you guys for showing love. Follow us on everything at ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago. Me at Pat the Designer, Lance at Lance Briggs. By the way, uh, everybody's just now tweeting you now, uh, saying, when when am I going to get my follow from Lance Briggs? What's going on with that, dog? <laughs> it's, uh, man, it's, 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 it's trending. This the thing now. It's trending. All right. I love how you gave him a day. You were like on day fifty five, and he immediately tweets back day fifty five of tweeting Lance Briggs. He's like, "Come on, dog. We're not doing this every day." (laughs) Hey, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Big Bear Don. Yeah.